Hello, heroes and Force users of all ages. Hello there. Welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. I'm Daniel Dawson, and I'm joined by my dear friends and fellow Nerf herders, Alyssa Simmons. Hello. And Dino Nicandros. Hello. <laughs> so breathy. Today we are discussing the brand new and gorgeously imaginative anime extravaganza, Star Wars Visions. And by God, we're Star Wars fans. I don't know who you are or where you came from. I am Iron. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Tangentino, talking nerd stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. I'm so excited to talk about this with you guys. Finally, it feels like this came out 12 years ago. Yeah, the 22nd of September. That was three, two, three weeks that ago. Was actually, three yeah, a couple years ago. Week, couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, we had a couple of other things to cover before we got to this, but it um, got very busy for a second there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did a and this cry. was like a really, really these these were very long episodes. Very oh, they took so long to get through. So yeah. many Just episodes. <laughs> whoever thought to make <laughs> nine feature films. My God. Oh wow. Animated feature films. How what are you? Nuts? I could have. And would have watched. Danced all night? I could have danced all night. Um, There it is. We got it. (laughs) There's the reference. It's out of the way. Um, (laughs) I would have watched so many more. Yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. But it's always good when they leave you wanting more. I always say. That's it. Well, generally speaking, Alyssa, you are to some degree an anime fan, yes? To some degree, I think more than anything else, I just have like a super duper soft spot in my heart for all things Japan. Because, oh, sure. Um, I lived in Japan for a year when I uh, worked at Tokyo Disney, and I just love it so much. And I love I Japanese people so, so much. And I just feel like they're they're like kind of like my people. Like I don't know, just they like... would be overwhelmed by you, but like in, a, in but in like a very happy way. <laughs> sure, sure. They would be like, because you're absolutely like their brand of entertainment, because they yeah. love things that are like so much. They love a theme too, like um, you know. But like as a person, you would be overwhelming to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. for the most part, like. You know, you could walk into like a you could walk into like Shibuya Crossing, which is like mm-hmm. one of the most crowded places in the whole entire world. And is it's still, the, like and it's like it's Times the crazy crosswalk, yeah, yeah, where it's like it crosses like a hundred ways. And um, Iconic you place. could you could like hear a pin drop. Oh, because shit. people people are so that would be so weird, so insanely polite and courteous in public settings. Wow. Um. Oh yeah. So that, I would be a spooky person there. But as far as an entertainer goes, they would absolutely be on be on board. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> there, oh, there um, goes that poop guy. What yeah. a what a fun fun. <laughs> Do they like fart humor there? Um, I'm 
going to say yes in certain settings. Okay, great. Well, I, I mean, they, they have like themed, like poop themed restaurants. So Yeah, they, they're all about a theme. Yeah, they love um, a theme. So anyways, I need to, to go answer there your also, question, <laughs> To answer your question in a really long, gushy way. Um, yes, I do. I do have some experience with anime, but my my the anime that I love the most is like Americanized. You know, also mm-hmm. same, right? It's yeah. It's Pokemon. It's Avatar. Pokemon. Legend. Yeah. Of, Legend of Korra. Oh my god! It was my Dragon Ball Z for me growing up. Dragon Ball was... Z. Yeah. Although I don't know, is My Hero Academia Americanized? I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. and Ghost in the Shell kind of is too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, so I'm certainly not yeah. an anime savant by any means. Have you ever means. seen Death Note? No. Oh, that one's really good. It's so spooky. Ooh. <laughs> um, but this was exciting for a lot of reasons. I oh think my God. um most of us know the sort of history that Star Wars has with Japanese cinema. Yeah. Um, and to start us off, Dino is going to just tell us a little bit about, um, that, that, you know, history. Well, yeah, you said it. If you're familiar with Star Wars and you grew up with Star Wars, chances are you've read an article or been exposed to an interview that George Lucas has done, uh, in which he cites Akira Kurosawa, the famous Japanese filmmaker, Mm -hmm. as being very instrumental in the development of Star Wars' story. And I don't mean that directly. I mean that, um from Kurosawa's own filmography. If you're not Although familiar with cool Kurosawa... That actually did work on it. <laughs> that oh, would have well, been cool. I, I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but... I, oh, I, I remember we were talking about it. I, this is probably months and months ago. It might have even been last year. Um, and I think it was during Mandalorian where... Yeah. Um, Going back in time! Where George Lucas... <laughs> I guess George Lucas had told uh, a story to Dave Filoni about falling asleep at the table with Akira Kurosawa. Oh, it was um, it was uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, so, oh, excuse me, yeah. it wasn't George Lucas? Yeah, it was Dallas Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard when she was she was in Japan with her dad. Yes, that's right. Uh huh. Yeah, did she do? She was in uh, Japan with her dad on some business trip when she was yeah. a little little kid, and um, yeah, she talked about this in the um, the Mandalorian documentary. Disney Gallery, like the first time mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. Oh, the okay. longer right. one. Um, and uh, yeah, she just talked about being in Japan with uh, her dad, George Lucas, and uh, Akira, right. and she was like falling asleep at the table because she was like a little kid. And she's oh, like, yeah. I look she's back like, at it now. This conversation's boring. She's like, I look back at it now, and I was like, Oh my gosh! You're at the, the table. What, with what the, was I doing? The sleeping. most incredible people. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hilarious. Kurosawa has had a huge influence, not just on George Lucas, like Martin Scorsese famously called him his master. Uh, there is a, a reverence in American filmmaking for Kurosawa's filmography. Um, one of his earlier movies, I wouldn't say it's even one of the first, because this was 10 years into him making movies, he made Rashomon, uh, which is a film that is basically taught in law school. And it's it's a movie shot from three different perspectives. You see the story from three different angles as they try to solve a crime. Mm. And uh, it's from each point of view, and you have to determine who's telling the truth. And you could see why something like that would be taught in American law school, because it's such a master class in uh, gathering evidence and taking people's word. So Rashomon rears its head a little bit in Star Wars, the influences, but what really kickstarted Star Wars was 1954's 
uh, Seven Samurai, not long after that, The Hidden Fortress. Mm-hmm. Which the hidden one? For- um, which one is the film where George looked like there are like shots that look the, the Hidden Fortress super similar? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, and remind me, I need to post it on our post it on our Instagram. There's a video oh, someone a posted on YouTube of uh, about a two and a half minute side by side of A New Hope and. Uh, the Hidden Fortress. Yeah, oh, that like beautiful um, sunset image in Tatooine mm-hmm. mm-hmm. where it's like purpley, like that's almost like a direct shot um, pulled from. Well, and, and I don't want to go too deep into Hidden Fortress because I, I really am recommending people watch this movie. Wait, because why it's, have we uh, not done this yet? It's it's really terrific. And even for 1958, the scale and scope uh, Kurosawa is always a master of cinematography and kind of pushing the boundaries of of what was the norm at the time. Uh, <laughs> one could understand why George Lucas would then take that and run with it. Of course, but the general the uh, the general premise of Hidden Fortress follows these two kind of bumbling thieves, essentially who became C three PO and R two D two, and the entire story is told through their perspective. Now, these two aren't uh, what we, what we would call ethical, mm. but uh, but they kind of serve as our, our narrator. <laughs> <laughs> if C-3PO was you, you know, running drugs or something. <laughs> which he was. Which he, I mean. Obviously. You've got R2. I mean, yeah. It'd yeah. be pretty easy, I think. <laughs> uh, so they kind of serve as our, our point of view. And the whole story revol- revolves around getting this general and this princess back safely to their their people amidst this big civil war. Interesting. Sounds Sound so familiar. familiar. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and there's even um, some influences of Hidden Fortress, not just in A New Hope, but pushing forward um, far as uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, the, the main villain of the Hidden Fortress eventually turns at the end. He's, he's got this big scar that he's, that he's gotten, and he saves the hero. And the princess. And, I love that. Uh, so that all but sounds very familiar. It's its own familiar. standalone, right? There's no like sequels or anything like that to it. No, there was a there was a, if I remember correctly, there was a light remake or a light oh, really? reboot. Mm. I haven't seen it in, in like 2008. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but uh, did it but pla- hit- take place in space? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. Uh, no, it doesn't have an official sequel, but it has many sequels in in in, in the Star in Wars sense. universe. Yeah, yeah, right, right, sure. right. Um, so well, I guess you Fort- consider them prequels. Yeah, right. Uh, so Hidden Fortress again is 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 the godfather of of Star Wars, um, and really much of the imagery George Lucas drew on was the same stuff Kurosawa drew on, and it's a very particular part of Japanese history called the Edo period. Uh, and it, it, this is kind of when uh, Japan feudalized. It was a feudal society, and uh, the leadership of Japan were these chiefs called shogun, or which means roughly supreme military leader, and they presided over samurai and uh, merchants. I mean, every class of people were under these military generals and think of all the iconography in star wars i mean i'll, I'll take darth vader's armor oh yeah for He's instance a samurai. i oh, mean that is it's... ripped from the pages of uh-huh. of japanese artwork and um yeah he's legit a samurai 
Right, and and thank you for that segue. So the idea of samurai culture, again, not hard to uh, draw parallels between the Jedi and the samurai, and and mm-hmm. that's as close a tie as you get, really. And there's even a word in Japanese, um, which is kind of a, a tantamount to period drama, and it's pronounced Jedi Geki. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now that sounds familiar. Huh. Yeah, and the um the sort of like code of honor that samurai followed is I mean, almost like verbatim how Jedi operate. You right. Know what uh, I mean? b- bushido. It's yes, the, the bushido. way of the warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- way of the, the warrior. Wo-yo. Way of the warrior. Excuse ah, me. yeah, I'm a gonna win. Warrior. <laughs> I'm a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> way of the warrior. Way of the warrior. Way of the warrior. Way of the warrior. But as Alyssa was saying, the Jedi Code is very similar to Bushido. Uh, uh, and what's what's super interesting, and what I, I will get into it as we go specifically through some of these episodes. But uh, if if the Jedi and the samurai are parallel entities, if we're thinking about that way, uh, the samurai weren't all good. Sure. No. And uh yeah, a lot of gray area there. A lot of gray area, and that's where ronins come in. These the, right. the idea of lone warriors, lone ranger if you were thinking mm-hmm. uh you know, uh, if westerns are a Japanese parallel as well, American westerns. The you idea ever seen of ronin. Hmm. The movie Ronin? I have not. No. No. I haven't either. I think that was like, if I'm right, it was like one of the best car chases ever. I think it's still considered oh. one of the best car chases ever. In Ronin. Yeah, hmm. anyway, sorry. But yes, the idea of Ronin. And and really, from the idea of Ronin, you could start to extrapolate the idea of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, yeah, or absolutely. Fiercely, not, not from an, uh, Ronin weren't traditionally evil, but uh, really the idea of the Sith is fierce independence um, and loyalty really to yourself. So th- that's just a kind of a, a very general overview of a very vast influence that Japanese filmmaking and Akira Kurosawa have over Star Wars, and that's how we got something like Visions. Ah, uh, awesome! It's and amazing I'm kind of surprised that after all these years, it's like kind I know of, yeah, that exactly that full was circle. yeah. I think that all of us kind of felt that way. Like, how did this just happen now? Yeah. But um, truly, so glad it did. Yeah, yeah, really. All right, cool. Well, we um, I'm just gonna go over quickly some of the um, cool Star Wars uh, festivals and exhibitions that have happened in Japan over the last little while. <laughs> I want to go there so bad. <laughs> they don't want you there, Daniel. Just stop. No. <laughs> um. So. Uh, another another reason that I think that uh, Star Wars does really well in Japan is because of the kawaii culture. Um, kawaii, uh, directly translated, means cute. Oh. <laughs> um, and it is a big, big part of Japan. Um, I'm just reminding they our just, cute segment. They cute! just love, yeah, kawaii! They just love all things cute and childlike and shy. Those mm-hmm. are the sort of things that they like. And, you know, there's a lot of cute things in Star Wars. Very like, cute. 
They love Wookiees. They love Ewoks. They love Tauntauns. Anything, you know. So, um, and I really wish that I would have been living there when Mandalorian came out because I'm sure Grogu is like a literal national celebrity there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But, um, okay, so they, they had their very first celebration. Um, in 2008 to celebrate mm-hmm. the 30th anniversary of A New Hope. Oh, do- wait, was that the official um, Star Wars celebration or is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah. I'm surprised it took him until 2008. Same. Yeah. I mean, I know Star Wars celebrations were still relatively new at that time, but still. True. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing that uh, happened, I'm so bummed, I, I just barely missed it, but it was... Um, being promoted while I was living there is this really amazing uh, snow festival that happens in Sapporo and uh, happened for the first time in 2015 and then they did it again in 2017 and they built these enormous snow sculptures of Star Wars characters. Oh, cool. Hmm. Yeah, they, it's a big snow festival. They do a lot of other, you know, characters and sculpture work, but there was but a main portion of the exhibit were these enormous uh, stormtroopers and Darth Vader, C-3PO, R2-D2, I think. Um, so that's do amazing. Do build an R2-D2? <laughs> yes. Uh, here's how you know that Star Wars is so incredibly special in Japan. At one of the most famous temples in Kyoto, uh, Kiyomuzudera, um, they had a uh, Rimpa-style folding screen where... Ray and Kylo Ren were depicted as the gods of thunder and wind. Cool. Very, <laughs> At an actual very temple. Cool. Very, <laughs> wow. very cool. Um, one thing that I didn't know, and this is obviously where the namesake of the animated uh, series comes, is there was, a, there was a touring exhibit for a couple of years between 2017 and 2019 called Star Wars Visions. Oh, real? Oh, and uh, the exhibit featured uh, movie costumes and Star Wars art and toured all over Japan. Um, another cool thing that happened also in 2015, uh, obviously we're seeing a lot of 2015 because that's when Force Awakens, Force Awakens. was released. Um, there was a sand sculpture done of all of the Star Wars characters oh my God, in Totori. Um, and they were even larger than the snow sculptures. So Dang. they're just not messing around with the sculptures. No, they like their sculptures. They do. Um, there are five permanent Star Wars cafes located oh all over Japan. They're immaculately themed. Um, oh. I, I did go to one <laughs> in, in Tokyo proper, and they had all the cold drinks and what was it snacks themed? and Do you remember oh it was like a cantina oh, it amazing. was um yeah yeah it was like a cantina but all the all the stuff in there was just like immaculately themed and everyone that worked there was dressed up so dope. it was awesome that's amazing very dope um and this i just learned about uh this is the last thing i'll share with you but um <laughs> it better be <laughs> it's so good <laughs> and then you don't say anything the rest of the episode. <laughs> you remain quiet. Um, <laughs> um, in 2019, there was a limited engagement run of a Star Wars Kabuki. 
Oh my God. So um it only ran for a couple of weeks, but Why it was called um that? it was called maybe they'll bring it back. Who knows? They should. Um I'm not sure when it was in twenty nineteen, so it's possible it could have been shut down because of COVID reasons. It'll be 3D Theatrical's next show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Please, Um, please. And it was called Three Shining Swords, and it sort of combined um, the stories of Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Mm, Interesting. And uh, the play was split into three acts, which is traditional in Kabuki. And in order to have the um, characters feel, their characters' names feel more Japanese, they changed them slightly. So I will read to you what their names were because I think it's so beautiful. And also having lived there, I know how they said my name, which is like slightly different from how we say it here. So what you said they changed the names because of like like copyright so they would or? no they changed the names so they would just sound more like classically Japanese oh, since it's like a okay. kabuki play and kabuki is very ancient you yeah know? yeah so um, Kylo Ren was called Kaira no Suke ooh um, that's pretty common that the L is changed to an R sure because okay. the L sound is not in their language at all right. So they called me Arisa, like with an Cute. R. Cute. Um, Luke, obviously also an R. Ruku. Oh, cute. Very cute. Um, Leia, Rayan. Han Solo, Hanzo. I like that one. <laughs> I Hanzo. like that one. Um, Ray, Rena. Snoke, Sunakaku. Sunakaku. Mm-hmm. Admiral Han. Admiral Haldo, Amari. Uh, Jedi, which Dino already talked about, Judai, and First Order, Oregon. 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 <laughs> they Oregon. have a great trail. Portland, Oregon. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just some of the amazing exhibits and events that have happened uh, all, all about Star Wars in, in Japan. Damn it, you've made me so angry that I haven't been there yet. God. You'll go. You'll go. I will. No, I will. 100%. I'm like already planning a trip. Um, My God. Well, okay. Well, visions. So let's talk about the show. The thing we've been here waiting to talk about for 12,000 years. Here it is. Um, My God. So I'm just curious which of the episodes did you feel could have been a pilot episode for a dope Star Wars show that you'd like to see more of? (gasps) That's a great question. That's an excellent question. Okay, Dino, what's your answer? Okay, so th- this this question will be different than which one is your fave. Yeah, fave. yeah, 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 yeah. So which one would be the best pilot? Yeah, I know okay, it's hard. I, th- I think it's a tie, but I'll pick one. Okay, okay great. The first one, the duel. The duel. Oh, the okay. duel. Very cool. I mean, the it, idea it, of like a, the the guy going around collecting all the kyber crystals. Yes. Yeah. That, Dope. That is very cool to me, and and it works as a pilot because it hints at this large galaxy. You get a very. And then he's gonna go do it again. You you have a very very brief line that uh, the stormtroopers that show up are a remnant of a, a war that's ended. So you kind of get the feeling that this is in the Mandalorian time period. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is still uh, rife with all sorts of material we haven't covered yet. Um, 
and it is so much if you're going to make a show like this i think this is a great pilot because it it takes the most elements from the movies i mentioned before hidden fortress and right. rashomon and just from a aesthetic standpoint the style um yeah seeing think, oh, all those shots in the village like the that grainy that they, yeah. they, they, they imposed the graininess on there i mm-hmm. mean it was and only making certain things i mean really it was only the lightsabers that were in color yeah. right yeah it looked like screen like painted on a screen mm-hmm. it was gorgeous and guys let's face it i mean like i want a universe where there are lightsaber parasols that's all i mean i just <laughs> that needs to be yeah, always we, a thing in star wars that, that was, was helicopter that was terrifying it was <laughs> yeah. like it was like the um like seventh sister oh yeah. sure right yeah. and yeah. and rebels but like times 17 blades <laughs> that yeah that bitch got skewered by <laughs> A lightsaber umbrella. <laughs> right. We, we've had the helicopter lightsaber. We now have umbrella lightsaber. Yeah. I'm looking forward oh, just... to, like, golf club lightsaber. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> One can only hope and dream. And we got um, a microphone lightsaber. We did. You're absolutely right. Yes. Series. Uh, we yes, absolutely we did. did. We did. Oh, my God. Yes. What about you, Alyssa? Oh, my gosh. That's a really hard question because I think that so many of them could have been a pilot. Yeah, um, I know. I might change my answer later, but I think right now, okay. I think right now, I am going to say the second episode, Tattooing Rhapsody. Oh, cute! Really? Just purely because I feel like it was such a different flavor of Star Wars. Oh yeah, that like... we've never seen with <laughs> yeah. with this sort of like punk rock. I think Under- out of all of them, it stood out as like yeah, probably super, the most unique and like super surprising. Unique. Sure. And I think I just like um, I rewatched that one this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because I want to see how that character Jay became a Jedi. Yeah, you you would assume that maybe in in like episodes after that they would yeah they like go have back since they sort something. of did like a. Um, flashback you know the beginning of the episode starts with him like kind of crashing into his old friend's van and he's like older and he's a jedi now and then they go back in time and tell the the band story so i think that because it basically like he it it kind of feels like um like just post order 66 uh like they find each other right yeah yeah um yeah, so I so there's I'm potentially answer... a, a, like a darker story there. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's gonna yeah, be my answer yeah. for now, and I might change my mind later. But that's that's it for now. Well, I like Daniel. that because I don't know Jabba, like characters like Jabba and Boba Fett, and kind of the underworld. Mm-hmm. I think would really work in an anime show. I mean, we've clearly just seen it, but like especially right. if if it became a longer, more drawn out series, and it was a bit, it leaned on some of those darker elements, like Tattoo Underground would be. Yeah, and I just I like it like with the anime. juxtaposition of them being a band too. Like yeah. uh, like any reasons to put musical numbers in Star Wars, I mean struggling artists and tattooing man. Yeah. And I also loved Boba it. Fett is in this show too, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And he was dancing as well. He was. <laughs> so, so was yeah. Jabba. That's the like part that got me. I was like tail. I know it's so funny. <laughs> it was very cute. <laughs> yeah, what about um you for me Oh man, she's real hard, real, real hard. Um, 
But yeah, I think if I was going to choose, it would have to be the ninth Jedi. I feel Ooh. like there's 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 yep. a lot there's a lot more story to tell there. See, I want that to I don't want that to be a series. I want that to be a feature. Like okay. I want an I you want a full blown. I take it back. Yes, one hundred percent. That yes, definitely. It could work be... as a series, but I want like a full. I want a full feature film. Yeah, it's just like. Um. Well, I'm fast forwarding too, because I mean, like, I think that this one was also my favorite of the. Yes, yeah, it was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was my favorite, favorite. too. Oh, yeah. we all had the same fame. Oh, and that's good. That. that says a lot of things, I think. Um, but yeah, it was just like so many cool elements that they added to this. That like, uh, like for instance, the um, uh, the fact that the the color of the lightsaber changed dependent upon like the heart of the wielder. You that know what I mean? That was so like, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you had like, you know, an evil sort of being then it would be a red lightsaber, you know, and and and, yeah, and, con- and her lightsaber was clear so cool. before she mm-hmm. like figured it out, you know, she was like in a neutral zone and then she like did a really good deed and then it became what was it blue or I can't remember, but um I just thought that, that was such a great element like i was like they 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 i'm surprised that as it was when when something like like that like surprises me in the sense where like that could have easily have been an element in the original story and like they 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 probably should have done that because it's i i love that idea yeah we should credit um uh, the writer and the director of ninth jedi is uh kenji kamiyama of the mm-hmm. production ig mm-hmm uh, and I mentioned uh, Ghost in the Shell earlier, and this studio was uh, behind the uh, series Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Oh, oh cool. yeah, cool. Which I'm told is a revered. I mean, it's it's one of those revered anime shows in in Japan. So maybe give that a watch. I gotta give that a watch. Um, also, um, Simu Liu is in this. Um, yeah, Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Um and what else? Oh my gosh, I just really really liked it. Oh, you know what I really okay. Well, I'm 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 bopping around, but like something that about the entire series in general that um just really got me was the music, and yes. I was just blown away because like I um every episode had its own composer, but like like each time I was like equally um just blown away by by the music and the style because it was like so unique but still very uniquely Star Wars too I thought um but specifically I think in this particular episode it just yes. sounded so cinematic and so mm-hmm. lush and full Well and here's an interesting tidbit well first the uh, the music was done by uh, Kazuma Jinouchi uh, and mm. Nobuko Toda Yes and what was interesting about this and I had to go look this up because while we understand this is not canon, at least in the traditional sense, that these are, this is kind of the uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars what stories. if. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, Star Wars what even if. Even less right. connected. But um, there were hints actually given to when these things take place. And mm, totally. In an interview, uh, they mentioned that the Ninth Jedi uh, takes place sometime long after Rise of Skywalker. Right. Ooh, yeah, it's I really, just got really goosebumps. Far down the line. But what's interesting about that now, musically, like the big theme, the big recurring musical motif in this episode sounded a whole lot like Ray's. Oh yes, theme. yes. And not just not just the music too. Like there was a very clear, like Ray, 
um, references, like her riding the speeder in mm-hmm. the like, you know, it, it just like numerous things. Yeah, I, th- I f- this one felt. Um, I know this is a different answer f- uh, from the duel. This one felt the most Star Wars to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested agree with that. in the pilot for the duel being a series, but this one was like this. Okay, this is this is Star Wars. Totally. Yeah. I think out of all the composers, um, I think that was the only one that I actually recognized was the Naboku Toda. Um, uh, she was the composer for, for the Ninth Jedi, but um, she also arranged the music for Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, dope. Well, yeah. That's amazing. Which is always very epic sounding, and yeah. I, I always, I, I, I always like kind of make fun of it because it's just so dramatic, but so uniquely Jap- Japanese. It's, it's so. Wonderful. If you had to pick your favorite score from an episode, is that is that your answer? Ninth, I think that yeah, Jedi? for me, it's yeah. Ninth Jedi. Yeah, mine actually, my favorite score was the Lop and Ocho. Oh, episode. interesting. That's the, um, the, the the rabbit episode, right? Yes. So weird. <laughs> the rabbit. So weird. So okay. weird. I mean, and generally I... speaking, that 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 episode probably confused me the most as far as like yeah, the storyline goes. Yeah. But... To be honest, I wasn't confused about it after living in Japan because. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because, because I was like, I I, th- I that episode and the t- the little robot boy episode the oh, tob1 i actually thought that was so cute that one was cute and i liked that animation style yeah. but to me that both of those are <laughs> logged away into the little kawaii button <laughs> like that's that's why that's why they're there right um, right right they're they're there to sell toys correct and yeah, uh-huh. uh yeah she's a cute rabbit who also knows how to fight and right Eventually becomes what a, else do you need? Wields a lightsaber. So yeah, um, <laughs> um, we but, needed uh, the, yeah we needed a rabbit, a, a rabbit wheel <laughs> lightsaber wielding rabbit. Yeah, I mean we didn't, but like, <laughs> but it makes sense to me in the scope of this show. Um, uh, the Lapin Ocho composer was um, Yoshihiyaki Diwa. And, um, yeah, I thought that that was really cool because that, to me, sort of combined very Japanese-style influence of cinema sure, scoring and Star Wars. Like, it felt like a nice combo of both of those. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I want the soundtrack for all of them. Well, and they they just they, released they it. released it. Oh, so, they did. So yeah, go get you it. Oh, I'm gonna put that on my Spotify. Yes, yeah. exciting. I'm put this on my Spotify. Um, so yeah, I think we're all in agreement that uh, the Ninth Jedi is. Oh my gosh, was, was it was our favorite. Um, not necessarily the only one because I mean there were there were a lot of no, really the, good things happening. Th- there were a couple others I'm thinking of specifically, and one of them is a bit more outlandish, but I still think really interesting. Uh, in its parallels to the Star Wars we know, and that was the twins. I was. Twins. I, knew you, I knew you were going to say the twins. Oh my god, the twins! The, the twins, twins is, is like my all bombast and that, yeah. I think the twins is my number two pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, yeah, that really insane bombastic anime, like just like insane. They're just fight fighting scenes outside. That really space don't make any it. sense, but it's just it's you're just doing it because it's cool. Um, yeah, and we were on board. Like yeah, they, oh, they, yeah. they set it up enough that I was like, okay, yeah, we're we're going here. 
they're just like they're they're like outside fighting on top of a a giant a double, double star destroyer. Star destroyer, yeah, and like <laughs> you know, apparently breathing air that's not there, but you know, it, it's it's fine because we don't care. And the guy like slices the entire like star destroyer in half with his giant ass lightsaber, and I'm here for it. I like, <laughs> yeah, it was a fun it. time. All of it. Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, I, I I made a note. Something that was really cool or super cute. The um, you know the 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 droids in that there was our our duo, mm-hmm. you know, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and B two O N, which um is just one letter and number under C three P O. That's interesting. Very uh, cute. Yeah. B two O N C three P O. The Twins was directed by uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi and uh, Masahiko Atsuka, and this and is Trigger uh, Production Company. They're from, yeah, from Studio Trigger. And uh, as I was saying, like there's a there was an interesting juxtaposition taking two dark side, you know, siblings, like born and, of and the having dark them go side, to the light. You know, having one trying to pull the other to the light, as opposed mm-hmm. to you know, kind of what you have in the Skywalker saga. Um, yeah. Also interesting the. Uh, the sister is played by Allison Brie. Oh, uh-huh. oh! I, I didn't, I didn't know that I didn't when I watched that was her. it, and yeah, I went back and watched it afterwards, and like, oh, there you go. Yeah, um, star cast. But yeah, I I loved how kind of just there was no there were no rules about this one. It was all about yeah. spectacle, and it, it to um, me it kind of felt like um, I mean they obviously they had adults in the writing room, but it felt like there was also a team of like like first graders <laughs> they're like yeah, oh, yeah. and then they what get would on you want to the... see yeah. you know what i mean yeah totally and then she and then she throws him like that and then yeah. they <laughs> kick him like that yeah. yeah yeah and then they're on top of the t- star destroyer and then he slices it in half with his lightsaber and we're like oh well, there's yeah. a bit of like oh, harry cool. potter sure. Sure. too <laughs> like i was thinking of like D- dumbledore and voldemort going at it when, you oh, know, just like, oh this, sure like, big bombastic super splashy colors yeah and it was it was really cool to see the force manifested in that way. Um, yeah, they 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 the the way that they artistically um, depicted like duality was very very clear. It's cool. Yeah, super cool. The um, composer for this episode also composed the Elder. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they're named Michiru, the Elder was dope too. Uh, Michiru Oshima. And so, I thought that music was dope. Yeah, Studio Trigger did The Elder as well, and The Elder was up there for me. I might, I yeah. might move The Elder into the number two spot. Actually, um, super simple story, but like you know, just that, that guy was scary. Ooh, so scary! The first time he like he showed his mouth, I was like, "Ugh." He's a famous actor too. Um, actually, there was there are a couple of famous actors. Uh, David Harbor uh, was like the the Jedi mm-hmm. in it. Um, yeah, who did the Padawan? I know that he was. He's um. Oh yeah, I'm Jordan. Right now. Oh god, Shiza. Uh, um, yeah, he's a. Yep, oh, I'm right. Jordan oh, Fisher. Yeah. Oh my god, good for him. Yeah, he's a he's an actor and a singer. Yeah, I um, know that guy barely. I mean, I've met him a couple times, but he's. Very oh, nice. for real? Yeah. Oh, cool. my gosh. Friend of a friend. Got it. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about this studio, Studio Trigger, doing both of these, so they said in, a, in an interview that the twins also takes place after Rise of Skywalker. This mm. is a post-Rise of Skywalker okay. story. And the Elder takes place sometime before The Phantom Menace. 
Oh, James. And so Hong. they literally the this studio producer. literally uh, bookends the Skywalker saga, which is kind of uh, kind of interesting. Um, the Elder had a like a real Western feel oh, to yeah. it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know the shot, the the, the hip level shots. Uh huh. You know, Going into this sort of like abandoned town where there's mm-hmm. like only a few people kind of sprinkled in. And the elder himself, like, his face is, like, almost shaped like an Oni mask. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You yeah. know? You know, one um, thing that I I sort of caught myself thinking about multiple times during this, and I think I'm going to try, if I can, to find these episodes in Japanese Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and then Same. watch them, with, and then watch them with subtitles because I know that they, yeah, these they are did dubs. voice actors for yep. lots of different languages, but yeah. I think that that would be really interesting and really cool because I'm sure a lot of these writers wrote in Japanese first, and then oh, one hundred, and then they worked with yeah, the translation team to to have it be you know copacetic. just make it that much more authentic. Yeah, yeah. so I think I'm I'm going to put that on my list because I think I, that will be. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm sure that this is, like, going crazy in Japan. And I hope that it is. Yeah. Um, well, this is unrelated to... and related. But, like, if you're watching Squid Game with the dubbed the version. Dubbing, don't you, do that. You, do not. Do not do that. <laughs> it's not It's not the right show to do it. Oh, and this is no 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 offense to the to the voiceover artist who did who did the, who did the, the English version, but yeah, it's just it's it's not even the same flavor. It's 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 yeah, it, it like almost changes be, the the whole style of the of the show. Sure. Yeah, uh, we're almost past dubbing. I feel like we're almost in a post dubbing world. You know, I, I hope so. And I understand, like for some people, if you're not a super fast reader or if you're so, not sure. a, if you're not used to doing the subtitle thing, but just. Just as an experiment, put them on try your it. put them on your TV for a couple of months, and yeah, you, try you will get used to it. I totally. watch British period dramas with subtitles. So do I. You same. have to. Just <laughs> totally say you absolutely just because have to. I don't want to miss anything. Like yeah, I just, I just, that's actually what started our subtitle um, love in in my household. We were watching The Crown yeah, earlier exactly. earlier yeah. on in the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I was like, exactly. oh. My God, they mumble so much. You're like, I'm sorry. And then now I just English. Now I just love it, especially for like when we're doing stuff for the pod, because I'm like, I don't have to, you know. I usually try to watch everything twice, but I I have to do less rewinding, and I can keep the flow going if I can. What the heck is going? Glance down and see what they just said. (laughs) So, um, um, what I thought about, uh, the the elder was interesting to me because. I thought the the philosophy in this one was mm. the most Star Warsy. Sure, and there's a, there's a it makes sense that this kind of comes prior to Phantom Menace is the uh, the Jedi Master when he's talking with his apprentice. Uh, they're having a conversation at the end about like the nature of power, and the apprentice mm. is like, "Is the is power bad?" And the master says, "No, it's not bad, but it's like everything else; it's fleeting." And mm. um. I'm I'm growing weaker now, and uh, you know the the apprentice is lauding his master for defeating this this Sith, and he says, "Well, if I had met this guy like in his ten prime. years ago or in his prime, I don't think it goes so well." <laughs> yeah, and, right. 
Yeah. You you see what happens when just the flow of time and nothing is is permanent. So right. he explains to them as like as you are growing stronger, apprentice, I am growing weaker by by the minute, and and that's just the nature of things. And life uh, lessons. I mean, that's there's not a more Star Wars. Uh, well, even in the beginning of that episode too, they talked about um, you know the Padawan is just like, oh yeah, well let's go seek him out, you know, and he's just like, no, we don't you know, seek out violence, you know. Right. At least in so many words. Yeah. One of the, that sort of like fleeting idea, one of the images from this series that I, that just keeps popping back into my head because it's so beautiful. I think I've got to find a print of it or something because in the ninth episode, um, Akakiri, that's mm, what that one yeah, was called. Yeah, the last one. Um, there's this shot such a sad story that I can't believe. So they sad. Ended I, I know. I was. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but the shot of the character um, standing there in the cherry blossom tree, mm. and it just like blowing through, oh. and I was like, oh my gosh. Because Whew. if you don't sort of like understand um, what a big deal cherry blossom season mm-hmm. is in Japan, Sakura season. <laughs> Just, just uh, I mean, you probably will never travel there during that time unless you're privileged to get a paid-for plane ticket because it's so expensive to travel so there expensive. during that time. And everything's booked. Um, but it's like in a culture that's very um, private about emotions and public displays of emotion, it is an extremely emotional season mm. there. Um. Uh, Sakura blossoms grow and then fall off in like a week and a half period. Oh, it's that short. So it's that short, and it's the season is slightly different in different regions of Japan, but it's all within like a you know two month period. Mm. And um, you know, I asked I asked one of my my Japanese cast member friends when I was working. You know, other than it being incredibly beautiful and breathtaking. What is the significance of yeah, Sakura why? season? And it's essentially a life lesson on appreciating beauty when it's there because mm. it is so fleeting. Because yeah. they bloom and then they're gone then they're so gone. quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's this lesson just of like life. Yeah, just appreciate everything and everyone while you can. Because life is fleeting. it's not it's not per- nothing is permanent mm-hmm. um which i was always so <laughs> i was always shit. so shocked by how like heartfelt and emotional so many things in japan are because as a Everything culture has a reason. as a culture they're very they're very private about emotions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. showing emotion in general so i thought that 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 image of the yeah i was like oh i need that it's like yeah, something gorgeous. Star Wars with cherry blossoms like blowing through. It's so gorgeous. But yeah, for those of you out there that are one um, that don't remember what that story is about, it's basically like another sad tale of why Jedi are not allowed to fall in love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. Poor reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Jedi comes back to a planet to help out someone he loves, and then she ends up dying at the hands of 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 him, and then the Sith who he's been fighting basically offers him the opportunity to bring her back to life. And he chooses to be, uh, her 
Padawan um, in order to save his girlfriend's life, and then yeah. that's the end of the episode, and you're like, and the end of the series. At the end of the series. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I thought maybe the, because as I was watching the weird bunny one, I was like, oh, maybe this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> the weird bunny one. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I also, oh, my God. Um, I, I'm just going back to the, um, the cute one, mm-hmm. um, the T-Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically Star Wars meets Pinocchio. Yep. Um, and like the 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 Jedi that was in it, it was like a like a, a knockoff of Geppetto. <laughs> like, oh, totally. Yeah. But I loved that episode. I thought it was so sweet, and I didn't I didn't think it was gonna like like be like the fact that like Ge- like Geppetto. I'm just gonna call him Geppetto. <laughs> That's fine. Geppetto like gets killed. I was like not expecting that, and then him like avenging his death and. I don't know. I really loved all of that. I thought that was really sweet. Um, I I didn't mention this when uh, when you asked us the question about which uh, would make a great pilot. Yeah, uh, slipped my mind at the time. So the Ronan character mm-hmm. from the duel is the subject of a newly released Star Wars novel. Oh, really? Oh, Ronan Evisions novel. Oh, oh shut oh, up! Oh my gosh. Written uh, by Emma Candon, oh, and it's expanding on. It's like uh, a novel, idea. novel. It's not a graphic yeah. novel. No, it's a novel, novel. Oh wow! How novel? <laughs> How novel? It, it released, uh, I think, just last week, actually. Oh my gosh! Cool. Um, and kind of expounds on the on the journeys and adventures of this guy. So, uh, mm. so like Dino, you gotta does, buy that. I was gonna say, if it does well, maybe they'll think about making it into a real show. Yeah, I don't know. Lucy is there Lou. any? Is there any? Do either of you know if there's any like mumblings of possibly a second season of this? Uh, it would be weird if they didn't. I feel I I haven't heard anything official, but like, it it just doesn't like why not? You know? Yeah. Other than I, mean, I know they're not it, done it, working <laughs> with these studios. Like it sounded like okay, the relationship good. was going to be ongoing. So. Yeah, and assume I mean, assumedly it was a you know expensive, but um. But each of the episodes were so short, you know. I I can't imagine it yeah. was like, like something that they wouldn't want to do again because it only brings them, you know, and their studio some like really good visual, you know, uh, yeah. visibility. Well, and it's an interesting palate cleanse from from what we're we're used to. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. For sure. So, so I guess the question is for you guys: Do you? I mean, it sounds pretty obvious, but do you want a season two? I do, and I want <laughs> I do, and I also want them to continue on or fill in the blanks on the the stories that I've said I liked the sure. most. Yeah, and I'm in that camp too. Tatooine uh, Rhapsody and Ninth Jedi. So, do we feel like it's going to be like similar to What If, where they might actually bring some characters back? I, I mean, for for a season two, for, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, and, same. and if yeah, and if there are characters that like th- they're finding are resonating more with people, I feel like they'd be more willing to to continue on with them in season two. But what do I like know? lightsaber bunny? No, get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I I really like the convention of uh, even if we never see any of these characters again, I like the idea of just getting little snapshots of points in time or places and. Yeah. And not having them be interconnected because the galaxy is 
giant yeah, freaking exactly. gigantic. Yeah. It feels really nice. Most people nice, will and never think, come across each other. Yeah. And there's more than one galaxy, you know? Yeah. I read an article the other day that was basically like, are people burnt out on, you know, 20 film franchise, 20 <laughs> films in a franchise that have to all be tied together? And yeah. I think that there is some, you know, we love it because that's incredible and do. awesome. But I think that there is something to be said for just like, these one-off episodes and even though a lot of them ended on mysterious notes like it's just really cool to see different characters you know it's very brave you know like yeah and uh, and honestly Alyssa like you you raised an int- uh, a good point I think with Marvel I don't think the fatigue sets in with Marvel because they were the first and only ones to do it really well yeah to do it 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 functions kind of like a live screen comic book Mm -hmm. but if you then just mosey on down the street to dc dc's at its best when they are and these are movies that aren't even out yet but when they're standalone the new batman coming out that looks so dope oh get out of here like the new flash the new flash and they're all in their own little corners they're not worried about canon it's like that's when dc has rocked yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just um, focus on that thing and have that thing be awesome. Right. Go with what you know. Um. Right. Yeah. I. I. I was at work, but luckily I was able to live stream the DC fandom. Oh event. yeah, I missed it. Um. I, it was I like three and a half hours. They. It's um, a lot of television. Yeah. Lots of TV, interested. lots of comic book announcements, but they did obviously play the new Flash trailer and mm-hmm. the Batman trailer. I mean, number two. The ba- and, Batman. Oh my gosh. The Batman. I, I'm freaking out yeah. about that. She's gonna that be looks dwarf. like comic Batman. Like, She's that looks like comic book Batman. That, I had full body chills that entire trailer. Yeah, she's like, gonna be cool. Oh, oh! And Michael Giacchino doing the, the oh, theme. Gosh, that dun, so dun, 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 it sounds, sounds operatic and yeah. awesome. Yeah, so excited. And seeing Michael Keaton in the Flash. Like, yes. That yeah. Was... I know. I was like, I wonder if they're gonna show. Oh, oh, he's narrating. He's oh, narrating. Oh, it's already oh, begun. Oh. It's begun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. storyline that that movie is focusing on, Flashpoint, mm. in the Flash, mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Borkin nut balls. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to break that down because my brain is going to explode. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so we got on a tangent. But yes, I'm, I re- I would like to see a season two of this Star Wars Definitely. Visions. Definitely. Or even if they were just like, the best one was Ninth Jedi. So let's make a whole movie. <laughs> That's also fine, too. Also yeah. fine, too. Um. Yeah, I guess. Is there anything that you guys would want? Um, like, would you want uh more episodes? Do you think this is like the right size, or um, do you think, think this uh, was the right size? It was a little sampling platter, yeah, of totally of different a colors of platter, animal. a platter of Star Wars. And 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 honestly, this is going to be everybody's experience. But there were some I just I probably won't watch again. Like I just didn't yeah, really care too. for. And, yeah, it was fine. What was your least favorite? To... What was your least favorite one? I'm just interested to know. Was it the bunny? <laughs> uh, no, it was Tatooine Rhapsody. Really? Yeah. You know, I oh on, on the gosh. on the interwebs, I believe Sorry. that that ended up it's being. Okay. Um, I think generally speaking, it was well. Actually, I'll like to, I'll just give you the uh the rundown. Um, the duel. This is on IMDb. Got eight point five. 
Okay. Instead of 10. Tattooing Rhapsody got 5.3. The Twins got 6.3, which is actually kind of surprising. I thought I would do better. The Village Bride got 7.6. The Ninth Jedi obviously got the best, 8.6. T. Obi-Wan got 6.1. The Elder got 8.0. Lob and Ocho got 7.3, which is... (laughs) To me, How? kind of surprising. What? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> and um, Akakiri got 6.4. Oh. I think the one that, yeah, I don't think that I'll ever watch again will be the bunny. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I maybe I, I, maybe I actually need to force myself to watch that one again because I, I maybe I just wasn't in the right mood. It's just cro- It's just crossing the cultural divide of like. Yeah. That probably also is a huge portion of it, honestly. Like, yeah, like it I remember it's a different um, sort of it as well with an American audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's insanely popular. Oh yeah, they've over sold there. I, many. I, units I'm sure of there's already of tons of stuffed animals being yeah. sold, and yeah, for sure. Yeah, no that doubt. one, that one, and probably just the last one because it was so sad. I don't think I need to see it again. No. <laughs> um, was so sad. You know, one that I thought was like super and also sort of a different Star Wars flavor that we haven't seen was the the Village Bride. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh-huh. That one was interesting to me. It I, was interesting. I found myself That was the one where um the Jedi goes to this village who is basically being attacked by these raiders who took over some uh, Clone War era droids and are basically like, you know, holding the village like hostage. They're like, you know, like you have to give us one of your one of your women <laughs> or we're yeah. going to kill y'all. Yeah, it was it was interesting to me. It was not like my my most favorite, but I thought um animation animation wise it was really really lovely to look at yeah totally and that was done by uh kinema citrus mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, studio mm-hmm. that did that one one that kind of leaned into the uh i don't know i would say the the old yoda uh discussion about how the force is all around us and mm-hmm. uh, uh, this one was Christmas so heavy on, on nature us. and the natural <laughs> world and, and yeah i thought that was that was sort of a New, I mean, we. It had know. like a Last Jedi feel to it, where Ray is. Yeah, yeah. Those shots in Last Jedi where she's meditating and she's witnessing life. You know, the you know little birds being born and then death and the waves mm. destroying the eggs and like it, just how Star Wars is kind of an ecosystem and uh, yeah, how the Force can be found and lives in nature. And I think this one, yeah. aesthetically. Did the best job of oh, and Village Bride also had a um the same writer and director, oh. the same person. It was uh, Hitoshi Haga. Mm-hmm. Um, there were only two, only two episodes, Village Bride and Ninth Jedi, who the um writer and the director were the same person. Oh my God, you guys! Yeah, this entire time we have not discussed the awesomeness that is. Katana lightsabers. <laughs> oh my gosh! I <laughs> Why want have one. we not talked about that yet? I don't know. I will say that about the weird bunny episode. The, the saber, the saber looked really cool. <laughs> the saber was dope. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, just the idea. I mean, if again we're mining the the parallels between Jedi and samurai, the yeah. reverence for their weapon mm-hmm. and 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> a, a lightsaber is analogous to a katana oh, samurai yeah. sword. Yeah, I'm actually curious about your opinion about this. Um, and maybe you'll maybe you'll have some actual insight on this, Dino. But um, uh, do you feel like George Lucas would have made it a legit katana if he had the ability? Like, or do you think he was limited by um, you know, the special effects that were available, or do you think it was always supposed to be the shape that it was? Because I don't think anybody's ever really discussed that, so I assume it was always supposed to be that I mean, shape. I, I, but I actually, I, I think it has been discussed. I just couldn't tell you where. I'm trying to remember if it was in like a Empire of Dreams, like one of those big documentaries where they're mm. talking about a new hope. But um, I, I know the lightsaber was always supposed to be indicative of of a katana. What I found actually interesting, and I don't know if anyone else caught this, and I need to mm. go Google and see if there's any commentary on this, but. Uh, in uh, Tatooine Rhapsody, the idea that the microphone is a lightsaber. Yes. I thought back to what eventually ended up becoming the sound of a lightsaber and was a microphone it being a dropped micro- behind a television. Yeah. Oh, like, right. Oh, super cool. Oh, that, that's is, cool. Yeah, that is cute. That's a, a, that's a nod and a wink. Yeah. A wink and a nod and a nod. A wink and a nod. Very, very cute. Yeah, but I want one. I want like a very traditional looking like katana. Fucking cool as hell. Sheath with like a saber that is like kind of Thin. like the dark saber. Like yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. slightly bent, you know? Mm-hmm. Curved rather. Oh, I want yeah, it. Yeah, it's very cool. And of course, the uh, yeah, the umbrella saber. I so dope. Want yes. giant umbrella saber. Sure. Or yeah. I like the elder has the the two s- short katanas. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like Disney, just like get on it because we know that there is like some like people out there that want that lightsaber umbrella. I mean, I've seen there there are lightsaber umbrellas where like the little the little holder like the thing that you hold in your hand is a lightsaber. But yeah, oh yeah, make I have all one. the little make a, yeah. Oh, you have one. Great, yeah. great. But I want one that has like all the spokes. <laughs> I want all the spokes to also be lightsabers. That would be cool. That yeah. would be cool. No, mine doesn't do that. It's just the the main part is Yoda's saber. Sounds well, like it would be I'm trying to remember. Were you the? I have a pair of light up Star Wars. Lightsaber chopsticks. chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, I gave, gave you those. Oh my yeah. god, cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine finally burnt out. Ah, I need to get some new ones. Shit. Yeah, they're... The, the, you can't replace the batteries. Oh no! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no! Well, I just joked on myself. Um... <laughs> you can't replace them. <laughs> I died. Yeah, it's just when they're. I mean, they were like a couple bucks. So when they die, oh, they die. Gotcha. Yeah. Got it. The also, like, live on. yeah, because you have to kind of be careful when you're washing them that they don't get water splashed oh, into the sure. electric compartment. Don't want to get so. electrocuted not, yeah, while you're It's not the sushi. most practical thing, but <laughs> <This> they're great. <laughs> it's electrifying. Oh man. Well, yeah. So that was Star Wars Visions. Do you have Visions. any other any other thoughts before we? What a vision we had. It was saying any other words. I, I appreciate just in in this world of of remakes and kind of nostalgia diving that we got something a little new, new and, and brave. Is it my favorite uh, depiction of Star Wars? No, but it's it's really fun to 
to to mine the material that made Star Wars. And, yeah, it adds so much color. And uh, and really, all of these filmmakers deserved uh, a go at. Uh, really opening up their styles to Western audiences in particular, because that's a a, a big portion of their audience. And Uh, I think also something that's really going to come of this is that there will be manga inspired by this and mm -hmm. sold. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Specifically in Japan. Mm -hmm. Because I think that it's going to... If there's one thing that I know about Japan, and this is not like a slam at all. Slam! But they just slam! They, uh, Japan slam. <laughs> they have such an appreciation and love for for Japan and for mm-hmm. all things Japanese and for Japanese people. You got him, Melissa. You slammed him. Slammed him. <laughs> so, you did it. You um, did it. <laughs> no, I just think that that it's going to be really special for them to say like all these different Japanese teams and st- animation studios oh i'm sure there's a great sense of pride that goes with it yeah got to make their own star wars so and they were dope as hell yeah so i think definitely if there's not spin-off series in uh, animated series in japan there for sure will be um, manga inspired by yeah. these characters one well, listening to several of the dream. listening to several of the directors talk about getting to do star wars specifically and that how this has been at the top of their list for like Things they never thought would happen, but the fact that they get to do it, it's just another great story. Of We live uh, in very blessed times Yeah, as yeah. far as uh, nerd content goes. Letting new voices into the room and uh, and enriching it. Mm-hmm. And, just kind of uh, makes your imagination run wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. certainly did. Just think about the possibilities of, like, the really possibilities are endless at this point. Like, so cool. Dino slammed you. Daniel, speaking Wait, of slams, and you didn't oh, even you just hear did? it. I missed it. I, <laughs> I my microphone is so so I quiet. Slammed him. What, yeah, what he you said th- this certainly makes your imagination run wild, and Dino said yours certainly did. <laughs> oh no, I said theirs certainly did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Daniel's. You, you, no, you I said slammed theirs. Yours as in, you like, imagination the slammed me, Alyssa. <laughs> imagination slammed. Now that, yeah, now that you mention it, imagination slammed Daniel. <laughs> Damn it! Because oh. your ideas are stupid. Oh, you're right. You're right. <sighs> oh, wowzy. Well, um, we do have a little bit of Marvel news. Um, marvelous news? It's not that marvelous, but... Oh, all right. Lots of things have been pushed back. Everything yeah, that's not marvelous Pretty much everything except for Eternals and, and Spider- Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And Hawkeye. And Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So everything else is coming out in 2023, essentially. <laughs> well, everything's late 22, couple, 2022. I think everything actually has been pushed a couple months off of their... It, it was all like a big cascading two, two or three months for each one. So yeah. Doctor Strange is now what? May? Yeah, it went from March to May. Which Do is smarter bad. for them. Do no, we officially know what was the reason for the push? Like, because it was, I assume it was one big project that made everything else get pushed, right? Um, well, no, I think it was just COVID. I think yeah, it was I think just, it's just yeah. COVID stuff. Giving, yeah. giving everything room time. to breathe. Yeah. yeah. So they mm. pushed everything, and then there were Breathing two. Room. There were two unannounced projects that were in development that are no longer in development. They've taken them off the table. Oh, for the, interesting. For the time being, or forever, I don't know. Well, and a little bird I mean, told me that we might have another unannounced show on the books. Marvel or Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see. Well, we'll see. Very excited. Um, yeah. Well, they have room in the slot where uh, 
Rangers of the New Republic was supposed mm, to mm. be. So yeah, there's room in my slot. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> well, see ya. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Dear God. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's it then, I think. Right? Oh, Harry Styles. Oh, yes. Harry Styles is has been... Uh, they announced it at the Eternals premiere that he is going to be playing... A villain? Th- Thanos' younger brother. Yeah, right. Interesting. So, I don't... I mean, he's a... He's a Thanos's younger brother's uncle's former roommate. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really know if he's an actor, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I hope it's a musical. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Anyway. You know, my youngest sister used to love him when he was on one when he was in One Direction. The oh band. my god! And. Yeah, he's kind of a fun character now. He's very like yeah, you know, gender fluid, non-binary. Yeah. Did he make a Game of Thrones cameo? Oh, uh, I don't no, know. I think you're thinking of um. Oh God, people made fun of him for it too. Which I was like, <laughs> oh guys, come on, be nice. Someone who's listening to this is just screaming it. Screaming, and we, we can't, can't hear, hear you. you. We I don't know. Just scream louder. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I literally found it at the same time. Oh, was. boy. Yes. That sounds it like small. it would be very, it very bad. <laughs> like a Lannister soldier. It, it was so brief. Like, okay. It, yeah, very brief. Did it, didn't he sing a song? He's who in it? Am I crazy? Yeah, I, I think know. so. Maybe, yeah, it was like a little like soldier song or something. I don't know. Ed Sheeran time. is one of those people that like, he's got a, he's got a cool voice. Yeah. But like, I am always, I, I, it, He's doesn't look the way that he sounds. True, true. And so mm. every time, it doesn't matter how many times I see a photo of him. Like, when I see a photo of right. him, I'm just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's not Play as it's not He's as nice. dramatic as my reaction when I see a photo of, of Andrew me. Lloyd Webber. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little spooky. When I see a photo of Andrew Lloyd Webber, I actually scream every single time. The elder. The, the elder. elder. <laughs> <laughs> the elder. Oh, Truly. God. Oh, we got to do a so side by side. I'll do a oh. side by side and post that on our stories. <laughs> oh, wowzy. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening to us um, talk for an hour about things. Some dope um, stuff. And this has if been you, the Ed Sheeran podcast. If you if you haven't watched <laughs> Visions yet, go ahead and watch it, or try the ones that we said that we liked the best, and then maybe you'll watch more of them. Yeah, work your way out from there. It's really not much of a time commitment. You can oh, watch no, the whole bloody simple. thing in like two a and a half hours, I think. Yeah, a little Star easy. Wars tapas for you. Just, yeah, Star Wars tapas. Delish. All right, well, thanks so much for listening. This is Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. I'm Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. And I'm Dino Nicandros. May the Force be with you. Always. Inside the Tauntaun podcast. Please like and subscribe.